Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ramadan Mubarak to you all. Uh, let us start uh, with the verse of the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa radiyatu lakum al-islam deena. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this verse of Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse 3 of Surah Al-Ma'idah, the chapter 5 of the Qur'an, This day I have perfected your religion. This day I have perfected your religion for you, completed my favor upon you, and have chosen for you Islam as your religion. Very, very well-known verse. And it was said at a very, very prominent, memorable time, historical time rather, and I'm sure many of you have heard of this verse. We want to provide a bit of an exposition and think about this verse today. The, this verse, uh, firstly, it's very interesting when this verse was revealed. It was revealed during the Asr prayer. Uh, during the Asr prayer, on a Friday at Arafat, uh, during the Prophet ﷺ's farewell pilgrimage, the Hajj. The Prophet ﷺ then lived for just about less than three months after its revelation. And there's some Sahih narrations, authentic uh, traditions that tell us that a Jew also told Umar that this verse, if it was revealed to the Jews, they would have commemorated it and made it an important day in the life of the community. Like it is such a landmark verse to complete uh, all. Uh, you know the, all the all the uh, all the ahkam and all the rulings and Islam as a as a faith has been you know has become complete. That's what's been declared here. Omar radiallahu anhu said, "Yes, it has been sent down on a memorable day. So we already know this that it's been sent down on a memorable day, Friday, day of the pilgrimage. So that is a verse that we're going to have to celebrate basically until the last day because it's really really pertinent to our faith." What this verse, the main thing about this verse is Al-Yawma Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum Which means that today I have completed your religion for you Ikmal, the Kamal of the religion And what that means essentially is that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I've completed the religion for you That means it's completed in every sense That means that there's no additions There can't be any additions and there can't be any deletions There can't be any reform in that sense Right? So there's no alteration needed because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has completed it. Allah is the knower of the creation because he's the, their creator. He knows. So the Quran is a timeless guidance and it's been uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides his guidance in there. Islam is then a perfect religion. I mean, I know we claim this all the time. Islam is a perfect religion, all-inclusive. It's an all-inclusive faith for its adherence and it basically caters for all of our needs. In other words, Islam is a totalizing religion. Uh, there is a verse, La ikraha fi deen, qad tabayyana rushtu min al-ghayy. That's uh, in the beginning of the third juz of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah. There is no compulsion in faith because uh, and, and uh, uh, guidance uh, and deviance have been made distinct from one another. That basically refers to people entering into Islam. But once you enter into Islam, then as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another verse, Ya ayyuha alladhina amanu dkhulu fi silmi kafa O people who believe enter into Islam wholly and fully So Islam is a totalizing religion 
You can't take parts of it, otherwise you don't get the benefit of Islam. You're Muslim if you just take parts and you don't miss out on some of the most integral aspects. If you miss out on an integral aspect, a condition and so on, then of course then you don't get anything because then we can't be Muslims. But if you believe in the main integrals, but then you don't take it on fully because you just prefer another system or whatever the case is, you have issues with it, then you can't really benefit from Islam fully. This is what a lot of people, they, they, they think they can get a benefit of a bit of Islam and then they might, it might encourage them to benefit from the rest of Islam. But really Islam, you know, if you want the true benefit of Islam, you have to first make your own sacrifice, you have to make an effort. I'll be discussing that uh, in, in one of the other reflections, inshallah, about uh, efforts for our faith. That is going to be another discussion that we have, inshallah. So, Islam has to be a complete entity because it discusses every aspect of our life. So, for example, I mean, whenever I explain Islam to somebody, I don't start with the five pillars because I think that's very reductionist. That's one aspect of Islam. Five pillars is just really... Uh, the, the five pillars are just one dimension of Islam and I would say that Islam has at least five dimensions and the first dimension of Islam is our belief system what to believe, what to make of this world, the world view where we came from, where we're going, what's the purpose of this life all of this dis- is discussed uh, mostly it's all discussed in our aqaid, in our aqidah uh, and theology in our kalam, in our um, uh, beliefs uh, uh, subject now once you've recognized uh, what our purpose is, that we're slaves and uh, God is our creator, then the second level of that is uh, then to worship Him. That's when the five pillars come in, that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we show our devotion to Him through the five pillars. Right? That's essentially how that that's essentially the second dimension. Thereafter that, you know, we're not some kind of hermits, we're not isolated, we're human beings, we're socially uh, you know, connected with others. So that means what we have to do then is that we have dealings with other people, interactions with other people. So these are two additional dimensions. The non contractual interactions that we have like with our neighbors with the elderly with the young with uh, our uh, family uh, with the animals uh, animal kingdom with the environment all of this comes in the third dimension the fourth dimension then is whenever we have something on a more transactional contractual level like marriage and divorce uh, buying and selling um, uh, trade, uh, renting, the judicial system, custody issues, all of these kind of things come in and there's full guidance in that as well. There's nothing that's left. And number five then, what what's left? Number five is you come back to our own selves, our inner states. So how we need to control our bad urges, uh, any wickedness that we may hold in our heart, any bad characteristics, uh, any bad feelings and uh, to uh, essentially replace them with good feelings, uh, with good sentiments, good emotions, good behavior, good characteristics, good conduct. Uh, that is very important. That then governs, governs many, of the other, uh, many of the other dimensions. So the belief dimension, devotion dimension, uh, con- uh, the, the, the dealings and contract- contracts, and then the social interactions, and then the inner dimension. This is Islam. It it's gives you everything. So that's why um, faith obliges a person, you know, just as it obliges a person to pray five times a day, but it also obliges a person to distribute their inheritance in the correct way, not to cheat others, not to take from others. You know, that is, that is not theirs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls this a favor. 
That's the next part of this verse. And I've completed my favor upon you. He can, this is considered a favor. Right? This is considered a favor. And uh, that's why there's another verse which makes it very, uh, which uh, um, highlights this a bit more in Surah Al Hujurat, verse 17. يَمُنُّونَ عَلَيْكَ أَنْ أَسْلَمُوا قُلْ لَا تَمُنُّوا عَلَيَّ إِسْلَامَكُمْ بَلِ اللَّهُ يَمُنُّوا عَلَيْكُمْ أَنْ هَدَاكُمْ لِلْإِيمَانِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ Essentially, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O Muhammad, um, they regard as a favor to you that they have embraced Islam. They take it that they favored you by embracing Islam, that they've done you a good turn by by accepting Islam say that count not your Islam as a favor to me but Allah has confirmed a favor upon you that he has guided you to faith if you indeed are true so if your faith is true then you better understand that this is a gift of Allah so this is what tells us that if we have Iman today and you're listening to this today inshallah with Iman this is a gift of Allah And I thank you Allah for this. I thank you Allah more than you've given me for anything else. I thank you after my creation. I thank you for the fact that you've given me faith. Otherwise my creation would have been useless. If I didn't have faith, then what would have been the point of being in the world for a short uh, number of years? And then after that, having to suffer for eternity. So thank you, Allah. Allah blesses men. Allah blesses people, men and women with faith. This is not something that you can just get by your intelligence or just by being knowledgeable about things. You can't attain faith. There's been many, many very intelligent people in recent times. There are currently intelligent people. They've been in the past. They did not have faith. Right? They just missed the obvious truth. They focused on too many other other realities or, 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 or research. They did not get the ultimate truth of the next world. That requires a certain perspective to get to the next world. Right? And very few people are focused on that today. Uh, some of the most glaring examples of this are certain offsprings and or parents even of prophets who were the lamps of guidance. So, for example, you've got the son of Nuh alayhi salam, his story is well known, that's a glaring example. Another one is Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam's father. We should rejoice about this favor that has been conferred, uh, conferred upon us. And this has been a favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been providing whenever you know every prophet came and people believed in him. And thus in our ummah, it's from the companions until every, born, every, Muslim, every Muslim that's born until last day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this. And uh, subhanallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give it to more people. Allah's favors are obviously numerous. I mean, not only did he bestow Islam upon us, but that he then helped us also to discern him and understand him. He then gave us the ability not to bow, to bow down before false and worthless gods. right? He gave us a purpose in life. We've got a reason to... Yes, we have a struggle. You know, it's difficult sometimes. But at least we've got a purpose in life. There's a reason why we do things. There's also a reason why we may undergo some suffering. We've got a worldview about these things. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also promises with all of these struggles and difficulties and strictures and rigors, Allah promises us for entitlement of his bounties also in the hereafter. And they're going to be even greater bounties. 
that if a person has bounties in this world, they'll have greater bounties in terms of paradise and meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter. Now let me mention another verse to you in Surah Ali Imran, verse 103 this time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا وَاذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ أَعْدَاءً فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِكُمْ فَأَصْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here and remember Allah's favor on you there's a number of places Allah mentions this for you were enemies one to another but he joined your hearts together so that by his grace you became brethren most specifically I mean Aus and Khazraj they were enemies although they were from the same families but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reconciled them and they became one unit and you were on the brink of a pit of fire and he saved you from it thus Allah makes his signs clear to you so that you uh, and uh, uh, to you that you may be Guided. Now that verse uh, is telling us about bounty. Then when the Prophet ﷺ made the same point to the Ansar and mentioned the bounty that Allah had given them, the Ansar said, undoubtedly, Allah and His Messenger have done a big favor on us. They recognize the favor. If you don't recognize the favor, then you know you wonder where the faith is, right? Because faith is a favor at the end of the day. Another verse in Surah Ali Imran is. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Just one verse before the previous one, 102, verse 102 of Surah Ali Imran, Allah says, O believers, fear Allah as He should be feared, not in your way only, but how He should be feared, how He's entitled to it. And die not except in the state of Islam. Die not except in the state of Islam. Now if a person doesn't want to die except in the state of Islam, they better be careful. Because the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned that sometimes a person is a believer in the morning, but by the evening they've lost their faith because they've indulged themselves in something. That's why we must be careful. May Allah keep us on Islam. This is actually something that, I mean, the Prophets were concerned about. So that's why even on the deathbeds, the Prophet Ibrahim and Yaqub this is what they say to their heirs their inheritors, their children, right? This is what they say, and you, you learn about this in verse 132 of Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَوَصَّى بِهَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ بَنِيهِ وَيَعْقُوبِ يَا بَنِيَّ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَى لَكُمُ الدِّينَ فَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ O oh my sons, Allah has chosen for you the true religion. Then die not except in the faith of Islam. May Allah allow us that same thing for us and may we also be able to guide our children in that same regard. The only way we're going to get this is if we lead our life as Muslims. Then we can die in a state of faith because death can overtake us at any time. People come back from the gym and they die. Subhanallah. So we need to be in a state. We can't be procrastinating. We can't be deferring this, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, we're going to do our hajj, you know, we're going to become right, we're going to start practicing, we're going to start making up for our prayers, we're going to start praying, we're going to start covering, we need to start doing it. So that's why it's essential that our belief system, our beliefs are correct, our customs and our social life and our surroundings become Islamic. If we've got friends that are not Islamic in the sense that they're not assisting us, 
In fact, they're debilitating us. We've got other brothers and sisters who are not practicing and they're debilitate. They're, they're holding us back. Then we need to make a move and we need to get ahead. We can't wait for people. You know, inshallah, we can take people, but we can't be, sorry, brought down by people. That's very important. That's why in Surah Ali Imran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whoever seeks a religion other than Islam, if you're trying to find a way other than Islam, it will never be accepted of him. And in the hereafter, this person will be of the losers. That's verse 85 of Surah Ali Imran. So that's why against the backdrop of all of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declares the verse that we started with in Surah Al-Ma'idah. الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا Subhanallah, what a beautiful way that's stated. That this is the day I've perfected your religion for you. This day I've perfected a religion for you. I've completed my favor upon you. And I've chosen for you Islam as your religion. And it's clear that if somebody doesn't accept the favors that have been given to them, then they're being ungrateful. And we don't want to be ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because kufr is ingratitude of the highest level. Kufr literally means ingratitude on a minor level, on a major level, right? That's why the message is loud and clear from this verse. In our beliefs, in our morals, in our manners, in our social lives, in what we eat, in how we dress, in how we behave, in how we interact, in what we take, even from our uh, maybe Muslim cultures, or civilizations, we must be guided by the Qur'an. Not every aspect of our culture is Islamic, even though it's a Muslim culture as such, culture that is followed by Muslims. Uh, there's a lot of foreign things, non-Islamic things that come into our culture. That's why take the best of your culture, value your the best of your culture, but take away the bad of your culture. And we must stop imitating. We must stop imitating that which is incorrect, which is wrong. Right? We must stop imitating that, uh, the way of the people who do not have God, who do not have uh, faith. We must stop doing that. Islam is totalizing. Islam is there for every place. A lot of the time we just don't know what it is and what's required from us and that's why we're ignorant and we think Islam doesn't have an answer. Alhamdulillah, in our life that's, we, we try to find it. We make mistakes as well. Right? We are weak in many cases. But Alhamdulillah, you know, we take pride in Islam. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that from us. Oh Allah, thank you for allowing us to be Muslim. And thanks for this gift that you have bestowed upon us. And may you never allow us to be uh, ungrateful for this. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ramadan Mubarak to everyone. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further. An inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules, and at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of 
uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.